Today we're talking global extremes whilst Australia cooks other parts of the world are thrown into the depths of a big freeze. Across northeastern parts of Russia we saw minus 56 giving a temperature difference of 105 Celsius. The stratospheric polar vortex has made headlines over this past month but what is it and how will it impact us? Ever since the beginning of December, we've been watching the likelihood of this event actually increase all the time until we were pretty much definite that it was going to happen. And what's in store for us as we head towards the weekend weather-wise? We are going to see a bit of a change later in the week. It's eventually, but not for long, going to turn a little bit milder. You're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and you're listening to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Almost every day last week, a new heat record was broken in Australia as the heatwave continued to cripple much of the country. So critical is this level of heat to health, local authorities declared a code red in Adelaide. So how intensive and extensive has the heatwave been and what's happening through this coming week? Here's Matt Lewis from the Global Guidance Unit. We've seen a number of records being broken across Australia, everything from the west to the east, north and south. The highest temperature overnight has been recorded in Noona in New South Wales. That was 35.9 last week. And on the 13th of January, we saw 49.1 in Marble Bar, that in Western Australia. And in Alice Springs, in the centre of the country, we've seen 12 consecutive days over 40 Celsius so far. With temperatures rising, uh, we're seeing an increased risk of wildfires, especially across the southeast of the country. And with winds picking up, the land remaining parched, we're likely to see that risk uh, continuing until the end of January. So that's Australia. But in the northern reaches of the northern hemisphere, things are very different. Across Russia, where we normally see a lot of cold weather at this time of the year, we've seen several days below minus 56 in the northeast of the country. And on the 13th of January, when we saw that 49.1 in Marble Bar in Western Australia, we saw minus 56, giving a temperature difference of 105 Celsius. But it's not only Russia that's in the grip of a bitter winter. So across northeastern parts of Russia, this cold weather is not particularly unusual. It is a bit more unusual across New York and the northeast of the US, where in Central Park yesterday we saw minus 16. And the reason why? We had a winter storm that pushed through over the weekend, and as that moved away, that brought a mixture of ice, strong winds, blizzards, and a lot of snow to the northeastern and northern part of the USA. Matt Lewis from the Global Guidance Unit. On the 2nd of January, it became official. The stratospheric polar vortex had weakened and sudden stratospheric warming had started. This may sound like a remote weather event, but what happens at 30 kilometres above the North Pole does eventually have impacts at ground level across the UK. Aidan McGiven explains. Typically, during the winter, there is a pool of very cold air in the stratosphere above the North Pole at a height of around 30 kilometres. Now, around that pool of cold air, a very strong wind current forms. During some winters, the wind circulation remains intact and we keep that cold air locked in above the North Pole. However, sometimes disturbances in other parts of the atmosphere many thousands of miles away around the world 
can ripple throughout the global atmosphere and crash against the wind circulation surrounding the stratospheric polar vortex, sometimes breaking it in two. And what we see then is a dramatic warming take place above the North Pole and the wind surrounding it reversing. Dr. Jeff Knight is a climate scientist here at the Met Office. When do we typically see these sudden stratospheric warming events take place? These SSW events happen at a rate of about one every two years. Some years we don't get one at all, and other years we get two. So um, it's very variable. We tend to get more events in January and February. So here in the UK, we often get cold weather as a result. When did we see this particular event take place? And when do you think there'll be any kind of impact on the weather in the UK? Well, it's been a case of it really unfolding ever since the, um, the beginning of December. We've been watching the likelihood of this event actually increase all the time until we were pretty much definite that it was going to happen in, say, a week before Christmas. Looking back to last year, we had a sudden stratospheric warming in February and then everyone will remember the very cold weather that we had in March, but it only lasted a few days. And then we had a mild interlude around the beginning of March and then it got cold again around the middle of March. What we're seeing is the SSW introduces like a change of environment and that change of environment lasts for a long period of time. But that doesn't mean to say that we're going to get continuous cold weather during that period. We might, for example, see something like last year where you had episodes. Mm. Um, and that is because this effect is a physical effect that's driven by the stratosphere that is there all the time uh, once we've had these SSWs. That is going to happen. But we have other effects like the stuff that comes from the synoptic weather variability. Where the lows are, where the, where lows the highs, and highs are, are, the exact where the details. Are. I mean, knowing yeah. as a weather forecaster, mm. you can't really pin those down until a couple of days before often, Well, that's, that's right. So this is why, you know, in, in models we can't predict accurately mm. beyond five, six, ten days. So there's that kind of tropospheric weather component, which is relatively unpredictable. And then there's this stratospheric component on the top, which is very predictable. Yeah. So we're trying to combine something that's unpredictable with something that's predictable. And so in the end, we get some, some kind of idea that, OK, the probability of getting a particular outcome is shifted, but it's, it's not guaranteed. So just to very quickly summarise, if I understand you correctly, the jet stream now has a headwind for the rest of winter that headwind is 20 kilometers above the jet stream but it will help to hinder that jet stream rather than help it along and that means that for the second half of winter well there's a higher likelihood of episodes of cold weather but not guaranteed because you can't guarantee these things in such a complicated environment. So it's a watch this space. The Met Office 10-day trend is published every Wednesday. It's a good go-to if you are planning ahead. Our Mostly Weather podcast, episode 28, coming out later this week, investigates further how global patterns affect our local weather. So how is the UK weather shaping up as we head into the weekend? Here's Alex Deacon. It's been a cold start to the week for sure. We've had ice and a few snow warnings out. We are going to see a bit of a change later in the week. It's eventually, but not for long, going to turn a little bit milder. But in the shorter term, cold, frosty, still some wintry showers around. 
but as we go towards the end of the week, we're going to start to shift in the jet stream. It's gradually working its way across the UK. And then as a result of that, we'll see milder weather pushing in from the Atlantic. That means more cloud around as well. And there will be a little bit of rain here and there. But overall, I think you really notice the difference at night. We're going to lose those nighttime frosts. So it'll be frosty in places on Thursday morning. But by the time we get to Friday morning, frost becoming uh, a thing of the past. And it will be quite a bit milder by Friday. Temperatures back around or a little bit above average. Don't expect much sunshine. Quite grey conditions, quite drab conditions. Then into the weekend, a low pressure moves its way across Scotland. And behind that... Well, we see a cold front swing southwards, and that will reintroduce the colder air across the country during the weekend. Could bring some strong winds for a time to parts of Scotland. It scoots through, the cold front drives southwards, and the cold air returns. Now, we're not talking severe cold. Again, it's just back to where we were earlier in the week, really. Northwesterly winds, so the air coming down from the Arctic, bringing some wintry showers and a return of those nighttime frosts and the potential for some ice. Looks like staying on the cold side, but nothing exceptional into next week. You're listening to WeatherSnap from the Met Office. Just before we go, here's Martin Bowles with the week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 14th of January to Monday the 21st of January. The highest maximum temperature was Leeming in North Yorkshire at 12 degrees Celsius. The lowest minimum was Braemar in the Highlands at minus 10.8 Celsius. The highest rainfall to fall in a day was 28.8 millimetres at Mumbles in Wales. And the sunniest place, East Malling in Sussex, at seven and a half hours. That's it from Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. This week's producer was Adrian Holloway. Do join us next time as we take a closer look at the week's weather. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.